0: It's that time of the week to open up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag. We've got head coaching questions, two more vacancies. What candidates are left after Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick staying put in Detroit and Houston. And what about Drake May? Is he going to get the Justin Herbert treatment in the draft? All that more coming up on today's. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. We really appreciate it. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. All right, some big news after we recorded yesterday, Matt. And it involves Ben Johnson, the guy that everybody thought was going to get a head coach in this hiring cycle, specifically to the Washington Commanders. And as the Commanders were on a flight, Matt, to go to Detroit, To meet with both Ben Johnson and defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, the news broke that Ben Johnson is going to stay in Detroit, run it back one more time with the Detroit Lions. Kind of shocked a lot of people. Uh, We go to Trav in the the mailbag. He says, why do you think Ben Johnson is not taking head coach jobs? This is two years in a row he passed.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I certainly got it last year, and – Maybe he just doesn't want this particular job. Maybe he's just a coordinator at heart. You know, I mean, head coaching might not be for everyone. I mean, there's Jimmy Johnson and Dick LeBeau and guys like that that either flirted with head jobs or quickly realized that they're big-time coordinators only. Steve Spagnuolo comes to mind. You know, like, it it certainly isn't bad to be a highly sought-after and pretty well compensated coordinator, I'm sure the owners have given these guys bumps, you know, in Mm -hmm. terms of paychecks for contending teams, you know, I mean, uh, winning is fun being a part of an organization that gets playoff checks, and maybe a Super Bowl ring is more fun, maybe than trying to rebuild the commanders. You'd have to ask him, of course, but I also think job security is a nice thing, too. No one thinks about these guys have Wives and families or whatever, and maybe they don't want to move and everybody's happy and there there's some more to just get as far as you possibly can in your career. And I I don't have a great answer. I'm a little shocked. I thought he would be a head coach for certain, you know, if all the candidates were before this thing started, I probably would have, you know, penned him in chiseled him in stone as one of the guys that was going to be a new head coach, but I kind of get it too. To me, it's all
0: internal. It's all whether he believes he's ready for it, wants one more year, whether it was yeah. just too fresh because that decision happened the day after, right? He he didn't take any more interviews. He wants to run it back. Is there just was there too much sting? Will he wait? Well, two weeks from now he'll be like, ah, you know what? Maybe I should have mm-hmm. taken those interviews and taken a head coach job because it's that immediate knee jerk. Oh no, let's run it back. I, we're unfinished business here. Go get him, right? Um, And so that's what I really feel. I don't think it was the teams. I don't think it was Seattle or Washington that he was turning down. I think it Mm -hmm. was because he didn't take those interviews. And to be honest with you, if I was his agent, I'd be like, dude, take the interviews. Who cares?
1: Take the interviews, sure.
0: Better at interviewing for next year, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's a skill in itself. And utilize that leverage and maybe get more money from the Lions than you would have gotten. I'm sure he's getting more money anyway. Um, But huge win, obviously, for the Lions that he's staying. Another interesting report here, too, from Adam Schefter about it. And Schefter says that maybe he wasn't the slam dunk that everyone thought he was. Um, Adam Schefter said he spoke to people that thought his asking price spooked some teams. Commander's officials were en route to Detroit for a meeting with Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. When they got word Johnson was staying with the lions per sources, while the abrupt pivot by Johnson was considered surprising by several sources around the league. Um, he was not considered a lock for the commander's job, despite his strong reputation as a coordinator and low and, and as a loyal coach, definitely loyal. Uh, the commander's yeah. leadership team remains eager to meet with respected Glenn, who was one of the several candidates, the team is expected to consider for its head coach vacancy. So maybe Washington even liked Aaron Glenn as the leader of men, uh, more so than, than Ben Johnson. So who knows? We'll, we'll find out there. Um, but as far as what's in Ben Johnson's heart, you know, that would be a total guess. And I'm not even going to go there. I have no idea, but since he didn't take the last interviews, I really don't think it was the landing spots or the head coaching jobs. Cause I think Seattle and, right. and Washington are good jobs. I, I think it was just all internal. He didn't want to move, didn't want to change jobs yet. Maybe thought he wasn't ready. And maybe it was just all unfinished business with that fresh loss against the 49ers in the NFC championship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like your explanation better than mine. And I do know that he was supposedly asking for a lot of money, you know, like I, I'm not just going to be the, the the Joe average. I don't know, like what Gannon signed for, but the, the my first ho- coaching gig, hot coordinator. Just happy want, to be there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I want a substantial contract. So that's probably part of it as well.
0: You probably saw I, Canales in in Carolina get that six year deal so he's mm-hmm. probably like look i'm a better candidate than canalis so i want more money than a longer deal or i want that six year you know no offsets contract and you know maybe the carolina was in a spot where they had to do that sort of a contract and maybe other teams were like "Well, slow down there ben johnson you know there's other candidates so maybe not not the guy so who knows uh and who knows and maybe he felt like his first round of interviews didn't go great and and maybe the writing was maybe. on the wall there
1: so um Real quick to the uh, contract, yeah. it kind of reminds me like of the Watson trade. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Like Lamar wants a Watson deal, but the rest yeah. of the league's like, just because they screwed up doesn't mean I'm gonna do the same deal. Right. And shouldn't Johnson start negotiations with the Canalis deal and want more, you know, right? right? That's fair too.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, Lamar, if the Browns trade for you, maybe they'll do that deal. But that's the only one that existed. In it's my the only mind. team
1: that's doing it, right? right. So yeah. now I hate talking about assistant coaches, but Johnson Seems a little quirky to me, too. You know, like, just the way he acts on the sidelines, the little I've heard from him, uh, maybe he doesn't interview well. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, maybe he doesn't like it. Maybe he just wants to yeah, be in the yeah. lab and 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 be an offensive coordinator if and he gets paid more to do it. Then he's like, I'm good with that. And he's still young, 37 years old. I mean, we're going crazy pushing guys into head coaching jobs in their 30s. That used to never happen. You used to have to be 50 years old, old grizzled vet, to get a head coaching job in the NFL. I mean, you know, there's there's a few younger head coaches, John Madden and some others like that, but um, pretty rare though. More, you're right? More and more now, it's just like, hey, you coordinated a good offense one time. Head coach, good job. Here you go. go. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: And a lot of mistakes are made that way. Maybe he just realizes it.
0: So that brings us to Washington, Matt, because they're running out of candidates. And I wonder if they might be like, man, why did we wait so long? Because Raheem Morris is now off the board and yeah. uh, Ben Johnson is not available. Bobby Slowick is staying as well. And the, they didn't interview that many candidates. So Aaron Glenn, they still went to Detroit and had that in-person interview on Tuesday with him. So Aaron Glenn, uh, Eric Bieniemy, in-house offensive coordinator, they met with him right away a couple of weeks ago. Dan Quinn had his second in-person interview. I might he might have even met them in Detroit, or they went to Detroit and met Glenn, and then went down and interviewed Dan Quinn. But they had that second in-person interview after the opening virtual interviews that all teams do now um, with Dan Quinn, and then. Mike McDonald, they're scheduled to meet with, but Mike McDonald, Matt, is currently in Seattle, and yeah. I'm not certain that Seattle Seahawks are going to let him out the door.
1: I, I get the hunch that our lead story tomorrow is going to be McDonald is the Seahawks head coach. And, and, and then Washington. Yeah, rumors in yeah.
0: reporting that that's their number one guy, and so they're yeah. not going to try to let him leave, especially and now yeah. that Johnson's off the table and a lot of these other coaches are off the table. Seattle's been super quiet in this process, so they've yeah. obviously been waiting for somebody And maybe McDonald's that guy.
1: So let's comment on that when it happens, but I would be very fond of that move for Seattle. You're right, though. Uh, All those names you mentioned for Washington, I'm not super excited about, which makes me wonder, do you pivot to Vrabel or Belichick? Oh, that's a
0: good tease, Matt, because that's next in our mailbag. What's going on with Belichick, Vrabel? Do the Washington Commanders open up a brand new Can of Worms in their uh, coach hiring and head coach search uh, project here in the 2024 offseason. Talk a little draft here with Drake May as well and potentially being a Washington commander. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the Lombardi Trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks exhaust kits led headlights too bad you can't find a head coach on eBayMotors.com. <laughs> whether you're into speed power style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit i've used it i love it you find the green check you know it's the right part for your vehicle uh, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Available only to U.S. customers. So question from James. Bill Belichick doesn't have a job. Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job. Steelers fans are running out of patience for Mike Tomlin. Is the NFL pendulum swinging too far into the Reed, Shanahan, McVay trees? Can the old guard defensive head coaches still win it all?
1: Well, Campbell and Harbaugh were just eliminated, and they got pretty darn close. I mean, so let's not discredit that. And Belichick's...
0: By non-offensive-minded head coaches, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Belichick's not that far removed from owning the league either, you know. I mean, so I think you can attack it a lot of ways. I do tend to think, though, that the league has gone a little too far with kind of how you phrased it last segment, that you coordinated a really good offense for a year, now you're a head coach. Like, one thing, that's low on my list of things I want out of my head coach if I'm an owner. You know, I mean, it's important.
0: Yeah, but you got to have a- good offense, right? And it's harder and harder to keep those offensive coordinators because yeah. they keep getting those jobs so quickly, which is fascinating that Houston got to keep Slowik for a second year. And if he does it again, he'll be what Ben Johnson was this off si- offseason cycle where everybody wants to interview him and he's a super hot name. And yeah. Ben Johnson, as long as Detroit doesn't fall on their face, is going to have the same opportunity. That's another that's another quirk to all of this. What if Detroit falls on its face next year? What if somebody else signs Jared Goff and yeah. from him and, like, it's possible that was, rash your, of injuries. that was your best shot. And maybe you don't get all the interviews in the money. And maybe it turns off some owners that were like, we interviewed you, you turned us down. We're going elsewhere now. I mean, oh, that ship can sail quick. don't need a coach again next year, but.
1: That ship can sail quick. I mean, there's just like the Super Bowl window. I think your head coaching window slams shut real quick. I mean, what if Stroud gets hurt in week one and they win three games? You know, I mean, just. It doesn't mean you're a worse coach, but no one's calling you anymore. And I do think it's interesting that they also kept Johnson, their quarterback coach. He had interviewed for the Steelers offense coordinator job and some others. So people want to go there, stay there, you know, and
0: and like a clear secession plan. So that that was one of the things I highlighted uh, last week was that, man, if Sloick stays and doesn't get a head coach job, but you lose quarterback coach, Jared Johnson. Well, now who's your new offense coordinator when Slowick gets the job next year and you lose both yeah. of them. And so now it's, it's you know, great news for the Texans that both Johnson, the the quarterback coach, and probably future offensive coordinator, if he wants to stick around, if next mm-hmm. offseason Slowick. And I wonder if that was the conversation. Look, we're going to pay you guys a lot. Let's prepare for those next jobs while we win right now and, and stick, stick one more year, a little too quick for you guys. And so uh, it, it makes a lot more sense in Houston with those guys staying one more year than it does for Johnson in Detroit.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless the whole goal is just to win a Super Bowl and he thinks Detroit has a better you know, chance to do it than him being the head coach of Team X. Um, you brought that up a couple weeks ago, though, about the Johnson-Slowick dynamic, that they could lose both and really be in trouble. And I thought there was little to no chance that both would return. And we've mentioned this a couple times, and it's something that's really hard to find out. It's not public knowledge. You can't go to spot track. But maybe the owners are just paying these guys better. You know, like, how about I give you a million-dollar raise? You know, like, that sounds pretty good to a civilian like me or you or a coach, you know? And probably
0: good on – like, I don't know that Sloic was waiting to hear Johnson say he's staying and be like, oh, okay, I can can – No, I don't think so. That's a decision that people can make, but I think part of the time it's like, oh – you have the opportunity. You have to go. It's kind of like prospects coming out in the draft. It's like you don't have to go the second you're eligible. You can stay one more year and get better mm-hmm. and make the rest of your career better by not making that too early of a choice. And so maybe that's what we're seeing. And, and uh, you know, plenty of time for young coaches in their 30s to to get a head coach job if they believe in their, themselves. Uh, speaking of the old coaches and, and kind of back to this question, though, Matt, you. Um, if if every team in the league is running the same version of an offense and a defense, it starts to get a lot easier to prepare for those offenses, defenses. And you start to see how teams can start to beat those offenses, defenses. And mm-hmm. so um, that's the whole Shanahan tree thing that I'd worry about if you were a Shanahan coach team, because if everyone's running it, teams are going to get better at defending it. And uh, you know, we saw, we've seen it with, you know, the, the cover two defense, right? The Tampa two, that was to stop the short passing game, West coast offense, and all of a sudden, everybody in the league's running it. And all of a sudden, it started to get a little bit um, overused, and teams found ways to beat that. And now, you know, everyone knows where the cover two beaters are now. And so you go to cover three, and then everyone starts running cover three. And then all of a sudden, the teams that were running 100% cover three start to get shredded, right? And so now across the league, you just see all these different variants. And then you got quarters coverage. And then, you, then you've got, you know, just variants of, okay, we're going to show this look, turn to this look. And, you know, it's always just, uh, an adjustment to the adjustments. Whereas when you're looking at what a head coach is ch- chasing scheme, I don't necessarily think is the right way to go. You're chasing good coaches. And so that is something that I think yeah, people yeah. need to remember. But if you're Washington, what do you, I, I think. I, so there's two things. Vrabel and Belichick didn't interview for the job in Washington. Vrabel hasn't interviewed anywhere. And neither say, has is he has for Atlanta, right?
1: I think I think that's all that they've done.
0: Is there some there must be some other stuff that we don't know about with those you know, especially keep Rabel? Like I thought Rabel would be on everybody's list. Yeah, he, I mean like
1: silent on is, him. Is Ohio State gonna announce that he's taking over or they're firing their guy or something? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is there something else in line? Do they have huge TV deals locked up or hopefully not medical concerns or something like that, that they've taken a year off or who knows, but they're not rumored anywhere back to the scheme stuff. I mean, of course, of course, of course, maybe now more than any point in history, great offensive schemes give you an advantage on game day. There's no question about it. You can manipulate defenses, all the motion, all the stuff that they do now is super advanced, you know, like, I'm sure a great coach from the 80s, if you brought him back from the dead and said, this is football today, would be like, wow, this is, you know, this is like aliens came down and and infused the NFL. That being said, though, you said a lot of good stuff there, that schemes get saturated and outdated pretty quick. And I always like the teams that play a little differently. You know, like when they made the move to Lamar and really for subsequent years, Nobody was playing football in the league like the Ravens. And I think that gives you a massive advantage. And Williamson will always bring it back to the Steelers. But I mean, when I started to really pay attention to this stuff for a living, the Steelers were like one of two teams that ran a 3 4 back when that was a big difference. You could get a stud nose tackle in yeah. the second round. You could yeah. get Joey Porter in the third round. It would be a first round pick today. You know, it like,
0: amazing. Those stand up yeah. that were too small to be defensive ends for other teams. The Steelers are yeah. like, thank you very much. Because there was I'll more available and some really good players. Yeah. Really so, good players.
1: The yeah. Third round picks, it should be first round picks. You know, if they came out today or, you know, the, the Aaron Smiths of the world, the Richard Seymours of the world. Well, he's not really an end. He's not really a defensive tackle. We can't use them. Well, we'll take them two rounds later then. You know, like I always look for those kind of advantages.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So as it pertains to Washington, Seattle, let's say that McDonald sticks and and ends up going to Seattle. And it sounds like they were waiting for him or Ben Johnson, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to be their guy throughout this process. If you're Washington, do you, because clearly like, so, Adam Peters comes from San Francisco. I'm sure part of his interview process, part of his blueprint for building his new organization there in Washington was, I want to get that stud offensive minded head coach. So I don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about a new offensive coordinator every year. I've got that set. And if those candidates. And I'm going to draft
1: draft a quarterback.
0: Yeah. And draft a quarterback. And you got that second pick that we're going to get to uh, next and potentially Drake may to Washington. But if that candidate's not there you have to have a head coach. You can't say, oh shoot. All right, well, let's do a one year interim and see who's there for us next year. Right? So do you open up the, do do you interview Vrabel now or Belichick or say, oh, let's go Belichick is the greatest head coach of all time. Potentially. If we're going to get a defensive minded guy, let's get him. We got a quarterback situation that I think we can figure out with the number two pick in the draft and he's old. So then we'll get an offensive coach after that. Who knows? Do do you think that's the way Washington goes now?
1: Maybe. Uh, This isn't exactly an answer to the question. And the commander's new GM might be great, but he's still new. And it's still a new owner where Seattle's been doing this a long time, although they have not been on a coaching hunt for a long time, but they're in a very established organization and get how the league works. I just wonder if deep down, did Seattle know McDonald was their guy a month ago? You know, like has this been done forever and Washington's just kind of like the new guy in town that doesn't quite know how the game works and, the music ends and they're the one without a chair because they didn't prepare properly. You know, what about Pete Carroll in Washington? Sure. Still got energy. I got no problem with it. How about Vrabel? I mean, that seems like an easy one. He's younger than those two. That's the only reason I bring him up. You know, here's the, here's what's interesting
0: about the Vrabel one. If he couldn't get along with the last two GMs, you're a GM yeah. making the hire of a head coach.
1: <laughs> Why do I hire him?
0: You know, Bring in Mike Vrabel, right? Uh, or he, Vrabel seems like he would have to be the guy, and, and it's probably similar with, with Belichick. Belichick's probably not going to go somewhere where you're like, hey, Bill, be quiet. I'm going to give you players. You coach the team.
1: Man, uh, I think that's a big sticking point
0: with him. So it's probably for those two guys specifically – they're looking for a franchise, and a franchise that's looking for them is where you hire the head coach first. He brings his own buddy GM in to do mm-hmm. things the way he wants, where in reality he's actually the GM and head coach, whereas if you already hired the GM first, the GM's in charge of the organization. They hire a head coach. That's probably not a fit for Vrabel and um, and Bill Belichick. Belichick. But
1: maybe Pete Carroll. That's an interesting maybe. one
0: all of a sudden. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that one. Okay.
1: Boy, I'm running out of ideas for this for Washington.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I am too. It's just kind of unfortunate there. There was such a great situation. Ben Johnson uh, pulling his name out of it really, really shook things up for them. Um, Drake May, speaking of Washington, potentially drafting him number two. Is he starting to get the Justin Herbert draft treatment? And uh, what about the new Pittsburgh offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith? What's the quarterback plan there next? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And I know we've talked about this a lot, Matt. I'm not a big Super Bowl party guy because I don't want people trying to shush me during the commercials. (laughs) I don't care about the commercials. Uh, I'm using the commercials to get food, beverages, those types of things, and I'm focusing on the football. I'm focusing on the game. I don't care about the halftime show either, but you might. And there's ways to bet on all of those things. Commercials, halftime show, whether or not proposals will happen between certain pop stars and and Super Bowl combatants. And FanDuel has so many ways to end the season with the W and or even two or three Ws. So, new customers, join FanDuel today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. All you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, make every moment more with FanDuel and an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Let's finish up the coaching side of things. Arthur Smith, the news broke while we were recording yesterday, Matt, you cover the Steelers as close as anybody, Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, We have a question about what that means for the quarterback position for the Steelers. Dr. Thunder asks, has Arthur Smith ever developed a young quarterback?
1: Not so much. And that's worrisome for sure. So people might remember them. It seems like a long time ago, but they had drafted Mariota with the Titans and Then, not shortly after, traded for Tannehill, who people thought at this point was a first-round bust. I mean, they gave up like a fifth-round pick for Tannehill just to get him out of Miami, basically. Get him off the books. You know, like, he's not working out. We're moving on. And Mariota never really developed, but they got a lot out of Tannehill. Like, I don't think that's developing a young quarterback, you know, maximizing a Tannehill's, you know, potential or lack thereof. You know, but they got a lot out of Tannehill, Arthur Smith but never really developed Mariota. Then goes to Atlanta, and I I hope people realize this too, and I'm not just defending him because he's a Steelers OC, but when he took that Falcons job, they were down and out. I mean, they were in cap hell after the Ryan, Gonzalez, Julio era, and fell short, and he got the end of career Ryan for one year, and then they draft Ritter and go that direction and brought in Mariota, who was horrendous, so the answer is no. He never developed Ritter or Mariota. And I ask you, BP, I don't know that they're developable, to, to be honest with you. I mean, they're just like the least accurate quarterbacks in the league. So take that what you want. But Mariota was the second pick in the draft. Ritter was a third. You know, I mean, that's not exactly apples to apples. But he got a lot out of Tannehill. Um, everyone else, not so much.
0: So you need a fully formed quarterback already then, potentially.
1: Yeah, or maybe pickets better than those guys. You know, I mean, just more developable, you know what I mean? You
0: need, uh, you need competition, whether it's veteran yeah. or, like, do you just go Kirk Cousins and say, look, let's not mess around anymore? You know, or do you go try to sign Jerry Goff? Is, is the cap situation in Pittsburgh one where they're like, look, we're a winning organization. Let's get a stable quarterback. We've got a, a guy who can work with a veteran quarterback. We've got talent on both sides of the ball. Let's just not screw around with the young guys anymore because you could trade for Justin Fields. You could do a lot of things that are like what we're trying to develop or trying to figure it out or just go sign a guy.
1: Yeah, I don't, I know it won't be Mayfield. I frankly don't think cousins is leaving Minnesota and I would not spend the money on Mayfield cousins. Frankly, I think there's zero chance. Any of that happens cousins or Mayfield to be honest with you. And I just think that's not how they're wired I still know and this might make people crazy that they have a lot of faith in Pickett still and I know they want to bring back Rudolph who played quite well at the end that shouldn't be that hard. I still think a Fields trade for the Raiders, the Steelers, the Falcons makes all the sense in the world. I mean, I didn't I know this isn't exactly what was asked, but he's 6 million this year and then if you f- pick up Fields as fifth year option it's only 22. So If you trade a second-round pick for Fields, that's $28 over two years. That's nothing. Then you have a ton of time to evaluate him. That, to me, is the best route if you're looking to go get somebody from outside the organization. But I think he ends up with Atlanta or Vegas or a team like that. And I fear slash suspect the Steelers will go into training camp with Pickett and either Rudolph or a Brissett, who I really like too, but they aren't the answers. Obviously, you know what I mean. I think that's what you're going to deal with.
0: I like Fields. You go, you go, big yeah. people. You run the ball a lot. Uh, you, you know, Cor- I, 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 I wish I wish Cordell Stewart. He was a generation too soon at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I think back to the the Cordell Stewart days. I loved Cordell Stewart when he was with the Steelers, and um, it, it would be fun to just you know lean into the run game and you know some play action passing, couple tight ends on the field and and see what that offense looks like under Arthur Smith and you do have I mean, you know Fields is a veteran quarterback even though his development's not finished is he the right fit it seems like Arthur Smith would like a running quarterback he's he's dealt with that before and yeah, um, yeah. part of his game plan so yeah i like that it's not a terrible plan it might be the, the only logical plan at this point for the Steelers as far as quarterback yeah. goes.
1: and I I fear. I don't think they will do it. I mean, I think Fields will end up somewhere else, but I really do think it'll be Rudolph and Pickett, and Evan will be worried about the quarterback situation, rightfully so. And I still have a little bit of faith in Kenny, but they're going to run the ball a lot. I can promise you that with Smith.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to do something else at quarterback, it feels like, too, or Mm -hmm. or else you're kind of spinning your wheels there a little bit. Uh, Drake May, he is right now on every mock draft going number 2 overall. Uh, But there's you know, this is what happens in the draft process. You think you know, and in January, you just don't know, Matt. We're we're hitting February 1st here, and a lot is gonna change from what we think about draft boards, especially with senior bowl guys moving up, moving down, players you think are uh, early second round picks become top 10 picks, and vice versa. So Drake May, there's just more people like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Drake May is maybe Mm -hmm. not that great of a prospect. It's kind of the Herbert stuff. Physically, he's got a, a lot of ability, can run a little bit too, as Justin Herbert could. Are we looking at Drake May as potentially the next Herbert? Maybe even falls out of that top two pick area in the draft. And could he
1: potentially still go one? I think he's almost locked into the top three. Uh, But I know exactly what these people are asking. And frankly, the same is true with Caleb Williams. That when they're playing during the season, it's real easy to say that's the first pick in the draft. He's going top two. But then they get scrutinized and they get, you know, picked apart to no end. You know, like I remember
0: he's only six feet, 212 pounds. He's not not the size we thought he had. He's, you know, uh, when you see him throwing against everybody else, Oh, look at this other guy who's six five and is a cannon. He doesn't look like he's a, that good standing next to that guy in shorts Mm -hmm. and throwing the football.
1: Yep. I mean, I always remember Matt Leinart when he went back to USC to go win it all. But everyone's like, if he would have came out, he definitely would have been the first pick overall. Well, then he comes out the year later and he was like the ninth or 10th pick overall. And he wasn't that athletic. He didn't have that good of an arm. He, you know, it was just the quarterback of a great team and a great college player that wasn't a great prospect. I mean, that's easy to say USC's tearing the world apart. He's going to be the first pick in the draft, you know, tank for two. And he didn't go one.
0: I mean, Mac Jones, uh, did we see that again yeah. last year with, I mean, a, a team traded up for a, an ultimate outlier of a five, nine hundred and eighty five pound quarterback. Right. And it didn't go well in year one. That's not to say is right. not going to turn into a great quarterback. But when you play for the USC's and the Alabama's, you look a lot better on Saturdays than you might if you yeah. played for a different program.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think that's somewhat true with Herbert in Oregon and May in North Carolina that you lose one receiver, you don't have five waiting in the wings. and um, And May didn't have a tremendous season. But I think when it's all said and done, he'll go very, very high.
0: Thanks everybody for all your questions. Apologies to the ones we did not get to always get so many good ones and you can drop them to us at any time on the YouTube comments or on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere. You get your podcasts, Matt and I back tomorrow We're right here. Peacock and Williamson.